Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams. Uh, nothing but the truth. It's uh, January the 31st, 2015. This is part nine of Are We Under the Mark of the Beast? Start out with the headlines from Yahoo.com. And let's see what we got going on here. Uh, uh, Investopedia headline number one retiring in the Philippines try these top cities especially if you're a Roman Catholic Uh, four cities in different regions of the Philippines that offer a range of activities and settings along with good health care and a Lively expat community. <clears throat> An awful lot about the Philippines since the folk showed up. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff about the Super Bowl because, you know, it's tomorrow. And, of course, about Katy Perry and, and uh, her satanic uh, ritual that she's going to perform for us casting her spells upon us. That's wonderful. Uh, looks like uh, Whitney Houston's uh, daughter was found unresponsive face down in a bathtub. So that's what happens when you mess with the devil. It destroys your life and your loved ones too. Um... Next article, Philippines receiving decommissioned Australian landing craft. <clears throat> well, why would you need that? We're planning on doing some kind of uh, military actions against somebody. Maybe to enforce Roman Catholicism. And the next one, Washington Post. Controversial Couch Brothers give big again to Catholic University. Well, there you go. The root of the quote-unquote fascist things are going on. (laughs) You know, it's back to Rome. I I wish I was just being a jerk and just picking on them, but uh, it's just one thing after another. When will it end? Well, only when the return, the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Another one about the Philippines Associated Press is he dead? Philippines await answer of costly terror raid in Manila, Philippines AP. Cell phone message of the Filipino police commandos to their base was triumphant. And then you look at the guy and he's. Uh, Got the sunburst, the old uh, armed forces of the Philippines and the stars and the, and um, very Romanistic looking symbol. Kind of, just, uh, I can see the Philippines are going to have a major role in some kind of military action in the future in Asia. I would imagine. 
Often post again, dear Pope Francis, saving the world requires contraceptions. Of course, contraceptions actually kill the baby. They don't prevent the baby from coming to existence in the first place, but they literally kill the baby. And, of course, we know that in the Bible it says that this uh, religion is responsible for all the slain on earth. And uh, anybody that thinks that this, you know, killing innocent uh, babies somehow saves the world, <laughs> does the complete opposite, it actually curses us. And uh, there's more than enough to go around. It's just that, once again, those that are ruled by the serpent do not want to share that, and because of their wickedness, they feel that there's too many people on the planet, when in reality, that is hardly further from the case. Yes. Of course, more about Katy Perry, Mean Girls, tweets was aimed at uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, You know, you know, being a little Satanist that she is, she's got to keep up with her reputation. And, of course, people are going to expose their children to that. Um, once again, Cardinal George says doctors have run out of tricks for him. Chicago Tribune, retired Cardinal Francis George, says his doctors have run out of options for his cancer treatment and exposure boring and approach to cure that focuses on etc etc well I pray for you uh, Carlo Francis you will come to the truth that you will come to know your that's your true the true and living God and that you will um, repent come out of the wicked system at your end and then save your soul and maybe in the process save others too and I sincerely pray that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, com, Evangelicals, Racist Purity Culture. What really behind Huckabee's Beyonce slur? Um, in an interview promoting his recent book about American Christian uh, political identity. Oh, boy, that's really bad right there. <laughs> Christian identity. You want to stay away from that? We're all, at all, at all possible. It's not good for you. Um, but it leads you down a, 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 a broad and road of destruction, that's for sure. And let's see if there's anything else. And more, a lot of stuff about uh, the Super Bowl, of course, and the beauty pageant and Miss America and a lot of that kind of stuff. So, um, an article about uh, Pakistan. 
I have a lot of good people from that area, actually. I don't know if you've met them, but they are some nice people. Some of the nicest people you actually would meet. Whether we just maybe not agree uh, religiously, there's still some pretty decent people come out of there. Huffington Post, uh, behind the walls of Pakistan's most religious madrasa, um, what goes behind the walls of Pakistan's most religious school is kept relatively secret. However, BBC journalist Mobin Azhar gained, I guess, access to it, and of course. You know, if we push this whole thing, you know, Rome really wants us to go uh, have this World War III, wants to have this battle where... Um, between, you know, uh, the quote-unquote Christians and the Muslims and, of course, the Jews. Let me get rid of them all, right? Pope Francis offers haircuts to Rome's homeless. Fox News, Pope Francis' ministry to the poor and less fortunate is about to go a step further with a new Vatican barbershop where Rome's homeless will be able to get free haircuts and shaves. And... Uh, all right, you know, I just don't know. Well, it seems like such a generous offer, but when you're talking about the most powerful, wealthy organization in the world that's responsible for all the oppressions and death in the world, it's not really that generous. It's just a PR ploy. And, uh, all right. Well, there we go. Um, we're going to go back to reading Mark of the Beast. Uh, <clears throat> to be enforced. This is an article from org from Nicholas. Um, we stopped at uh, basically the, the definition of Sabbath, uh, Strong's Concordance, Fortify uh, 20, um, Sabbat Ismos, uh, one in keeping of Sabbath, uh, meaning rest, the blessed rest from toils and troubles, uh, looked for in the age to come by the true worshippers of God and, and true Christians. And then we read. Both Old and New Testament affirm that the seventh-day Sabbath is still valid today for those that claim the Lord is their Savior. So if the prophecy is correct in saying that Sunday-keeping is acceptance of the, authorita the authoritative mark of the beast, and the scriptures verify that God says, my Sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. Exodus 31.18, I challenge everyone to keep their eyes open and watch as God's final prophecies come to be. The creator God is no dime store psychic. It's going to happen. We now have ample scriptural facts. The Sabbath is God's sign, seal, mark. 
the Sunday is the sign, seal, mark of the beast. So what next, you ask? And the devil will need to get people to worship as he stipulates so he can enforce his mark of authority. Do you suppose that the beast, under the camouflage of the Roman Catholic Church, will be able to make good on his plans? Do you suppose the church is busy making sure its views are made into law? Was the statement of John Paul II in 1998 a fluke concerning civil legislation to make Sunday keeping into law? Or has this been prophesied agenda of Rome all along? This organization proposes in every possible way to aid in preserving Sunday as a civil institution. Our national security requires the active support of all good citizens and maintenance of our American Sabbath Sunday law must be enforced, quoted uh, principles contained in the Constitution that called the American Sabbath Union, the Lord's Day Alliance, 25, 25th Report, 1913, page 6. In the 4th and 5th centuries, Sunday shows and Sunday theaters, it was compl complained, hindered the devotion of the faithful because many of the members attended them in preference to the church services. The church, therefore, demanded that the state interfere and promoted Sunday observance by law. And this way, says as the Nader, the church, and that's N-E-A-N-D-E-R, and I think that he's one of those guys, I think he might be a Freemason, uh, not Freemason, it could be that too, I don't know. But he, I think he's 79 minutes. Um, the church received help from the state for the furtherance of her ends. The, this, this union of church and state served to establish the papacy in power. And a similar course pursued now will produce the same results. Augustus Neator, a general history of the Christian religion and the church. Okay, I don't think he is. I said Adventist. <clears throat> uh, Tory translation, third American edition, volume uh, two, pages 300-301. The Catholic Church has been attempting to persuade the U.S. government in many years, for many years, to make into law the, observ the observance of the first day of the week as their Sabbath. Still, is this really something that can become law of the land? Strange truth is many Americans are unaware of this, but religious Sunday laws, or blue laws, as they are called, have been in effect for quite some time now. Mm. 
Let's see if I can make this a little bigger because the printing's so small. All right, that might be a little bit better. Now I've got to go back and find where I'm at. I was really struggling with that reading. In the U.S. Sunday, in the U.S., Sunday is not only a religious holiday, but is also the only common law holiday. I didn't know that. Holiday, Microsoft, are in carta, copyright C, 1994, funk, and way. Wagnalls. Blue Law, one of the body of laws in colonial New England designed to enforce certain moral standards. A law designed to regulate Sunday activities, American Heritage Dictionary and Electronic Thesaurus. In 1962, the United States of America did just that under the administration of its first Roman Catholic president, John F. Kennedy. They made strict observation of Sunday into law. All government agencies are officially closed on Sundays. Many secular businesses filed suit soon after as a show of devoted compliance. This also happened to be the year the Roman Catholic president, John F. Kennedy outlawed prayer in the schools. The leaders of the Catholic Church, under the direction of the devil, have played their part to to a T. The frustrating thing is the devil has had one advantage over us uh, mortal beings. He has had the advantage of ancient history on his side. Simple fact is the beast has been able to make his invitations, excuse me, his inventions in the Catholic Church look sacred simply because they were enacted long before any of us were born. And as is always the case, many feel that the older the tradition, the more accepted they must be as holy. Rather cunning, it, rather cunning lie, isn't it? This is why it is so important to stay in the Bible daily. Lies like this, like these, are transparent to the children of God. Back in the 60s, when John F. Kennedy quickened the blue laws that enacted certain stipulations regarding the activities allowed on Sundays in the U.S., something else was afoot that may that many are unaware of. <clears throat> Some have suffered torture because they would not rest when others kept Sunday, for they declared it to be a holiday and the law of Antichrist. Sebastian Frank, A.D. 1536. Ever since 1888, there has been a continual push in the U.S. of A. 
for Sunday to be the official day of rest, especially in 1961, when the Supreme Court Chief Justice Earl Warren upheld Sunday laws as being constitutional in the United States. Not just one time, but four times. Number 207, Margaret M. McGowan versus State of Maryland, um, 366 U.S. 420, docket number 8, May 29, 1961. Gallagher versus Crown Kosher uh, Supermarket of Massachusetts, 366 U.S. 617, docket number 11, May 29, 1961. Two guys from Harrison Allentown, Pennsylvania, Inc. versus McGinley, 366 U.S. 582, docket number 36, May 29, 1961. Brownfield versus Brown, uh, 366 U.S. 599, docket number 67, May 29, 1961. Also see Dateline Sunday, page 42, by Warren Johns. They allowed this Sunday law to be upheld because they were supposedly... uh, Okay, supposedly fingered since are figured since most Christian religions are already embracing Sunday as their Sabbath. It would not be favoring any one particular faith if passed. The loophole here was the majority vote. They boldly ignored the First Amendment by uh, appealing to the duty of the Christian to do the right thing. And of course, if you study the Bible, you realize it's not doing the right thing, so then what do you do? They were <clears throat> hoodwinked by Satan like a blind man on the edge of a ditch. So, it was allowed. Now we see why the prophecy declared that all the world will wander after the beast in Revelation 13.3. Without the ecumenical charge of Rome, this Sunday law would never have been upheld back then. The Antichrist had to get everyone in agreement regarding Sunday, even back then, so that when this was lobbied in Washington, it would be considered trivial as well as universally accepted thereby making it a shoe in the door for Rome. They know they had no plans to enforce it on the people back then, but they knew they would need it in the future. Revelation 13, 14 through, and verses 15. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image of the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. 
and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Speak equals legislation and cause equals enforcement. The passing of the Sunday Law in 1962 is a herald unto all the world that the Lamb horned beast of Revelations, and he says the U.S. of A., is indeed capable of doing exactly as prophesied declared uh, prophecy declared it could do keeping in mind the law was passed in 1962 but has it ever been enforced on man with the exception of government workers no it hasn't it has merely been a preamble to things to come or the proverbial ace up their sleeve when the day comes. Big government always likes to plan way in advance so as to prevent problems when they tighten the noose. It will make the final blow that much easier when the time comes. Is the Vatican now asking for Sunday laws from our government to be enforced? Well, don't be surprised that soon after or prior to or sometime around that at the same time when Pope Francis shows up in September to address a joint session of the Congress and Senate that something like this may happen. And is the Pope looking to speak laws into place so that they can enforce that which is past is the Roman Catholic Vatican looking to make the United States of America a carbon copy of itself is the lamb horned beast of revelations the USA about to enforce a religious observance is the USA going to become an image of the beast and become a church and state conglomerate just like the Vatican Will the United States government follow Rome's lead and create a church and state mixture of government? Hmm. Truth is, on March 7, 2006, the Bush, the Bush administration put into law a brand new executive order, number 13397 that removes the separation of church and state and forces all churches with 501c3 status to become government agencies. This is all church denominations, with the exception of a few small, wise churches have already agreed to the 501c3 status and have officially become an exact image of the beast in Rome. For those that are unaware, in order to get that 501c3 status, you must incorporate your church with the state. After doing so, like the Roman Catholic Church and the Vatican State entity, uh, 
you too become a church and state organization or an image of the Roman church. The prophecy is literally fulfilled by your church. Strangely enough, this came almost exactly one year after Pope John Paul II made the following statement. Church and state can cooperate, says Pope. Vatican City, March 17, 2005. Zenet.org. John Paul II believes that the church and state can and must collaborate in their service to the person and the common good with relations of uh, autonomy and difference. Whatever that means. As we learned earlier, Pope John Paul II stated that Christians will naturally strive to ensure that civil legislation respects their duty to keep Sunday holy. Section 67, Dice Domini, July 7, 1998. The Ten Commandments are the actual laws of the Creator God that declares... In 1 John 2, 4, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. That is, in essence, saying, how can you claim to be a Christian if you don't keep the law of a Christian God? How? That's exactly what that passage says. You are a liar if you say to the world that you are a Christian and then bow down in front of a statue to pray a rosary. You are a liar if you say to the world that you are a Christian and then break the seventh-day Sabbath of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is, in fact, Lord of the Sabbath, according to Matthew 12.8. As we already discovered, the basic fact is the law of God points to points out sin to you. That's why the devil does not want you to keep it. If he can keep you from the law of God, he can sufficiently prevent you from finding out that you are in sin. In other words, the devil knows that in order to get the mark of the beast upon you, he has to convince you not to keep God's law. Would you like to see a rather amazing connection between the law of God and the mark of the beast in the book of Revelations? In order to see it, you need to answer four simple questions. Revelations 14.9 And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image, and receiveth his mark in the forehead or in his hand. Uh, Number one, who is this verse speaking of? The wicked who received the mark of the beast, right? Well, let's see. Revelations 14.10. That's 14.10. The same shall drink of the wine and the wrath of God, 
which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Number two, who is this verse speaking of? The wicked who received the mark of the beast, right? 1411, the Revelations. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast in his image. Whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Number three, who is this first speaking of? The wicked who received the mark of the beast, right? Revelations fourteen twelve. Here is the patience patient of the saints. The patience of the saint. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Number four, who is this verse speaking of? The saved who do not receive the mark of the beast, right? Did you notice what occurred? It is illustrating it, it is illustrating in verses 9, 10, and 11 the just deserts of those that receive the mark of the beast. Then at verse 12, it describes the general makeup of the saints in the last days when the mark of the beast is being enforced. It declares them as those that keep the Ten Commandments and have the faith of Jesus Christ, or Jesus. Do you hear what that's saying? It's saying, if you keep the Ten Commandments and have faith in Jesus in the last days that are mostly assuredly after the cross of Christ, then you will not receive the mark of the beast. It's that simple. In other words, Christians that keep the law of God will not receive the mark of the beast. Let me explain further on this simple fact. The ministry website of remnant.org is literally drenched with many articles, Catholic doctrines, Vatican announcements, historic events that prove beyond all doubt the Roman Catholic Church has declared war on the Ten Commandments as well as the faith in Jesus. They even used the U.S. government to attack the Ten Commandments as we saw just a, short year, a few short years ago. The fact is, Revelation 14.12 is supplying two major conditions for not receiving the mark of the beast isn't it? It is speaking of those that keep his commandments and have faith in Jesus as saints. Also notice this passage. Revelations twenty two fourteen Blessed are they that do my commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. This, that city is New Jerusalem, 
heaven. If the Ten Commandments were invalid, then why is it only those that keep the Ten Commandments? Okay, let me see if I'm saying this. And why is it only those that keep the Ten Commandments are those that are entering the city? Why is it only those that keep the law and have faith in Jesus are not receiving the mark of the beast? How can this be an, an abolished law? How can this be a distinctly Jewish law? The ones entering the city are the ones with faith in Jesus. That's a good point. If the law is outdated, why are Christians entering the heaven on that day? If it's only Jews, Jewish, why does it say those that have faith in Jesus and keep the law aren't receiving the mark of the beast? Okay, we know, we now know the mark of the beast is so. How will they be able to enforce it? It has to do with the national ID cards that are slated to start arriving in some U.S. states as early as May of 2008. The Bush administration has placed a January 2010 deadline on all states to, to be up and inter, interconnected by that date. Judging by the opposition, the government's desire to do it anyway at all costs, and the date may change as well. Click here for more information about the ID card. So, you know, something I'm going to look into, this national ID card that was very uh, prevalent in the news back then and was being pushed very heavily. What has actually happened? I know it's been kind of morphed into something a little different, but <clears throat> let me look at my own driver's license. It's basically a national ID card in the state that I am in. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, am I setting a date for the end of the world? No, I am not. Who knows how long the governments will play with this card once it becomes mandatory? Months, years, decades? No one knows for sure except the Father in Heaven. Why are the ID cards needed? The ID cards will contain everything about you as an individual within them. Your home address, resume, educational background, health history, past and present employment, your travel plans, passport information, social security number, driver license, uh, birth dates, uh, criminal record, it will eventually replace all your credit cards as well as the use of cash. They will use the public relations sales pitch of convenience to get the masses to comply, of course. Some believe this card is in the market itself. Truth is, it is not. However, it will be used to enforce the mark. And also they can, you know, we hear about the chip too, and that could be another element in all this as a tool to enforce the mark. And, uh, 
a friend of mine, well, you know, he's York, he comes on the show, he actually uh, Skyped Nicholas about, and asked a question about the Mark of the Beast and had uh, an interesting comment. Maybe I should read that. Let's see, where am I at? Do, 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 do. Okay, I'm going to read that real fast. There's a little bit of a break. I did tell, I asked York if I could do that, and he said I could uh, read the, the conversation, and, uh, you know, there's nothing really to hide, so. But it is a very interesting uh, short. It's not really a conversation. Um, it's more of just York's question, and it was good. And let's see. I think we're almost there. And this is he was asking Nicholas. So, this was my comment to Nicholas. Nicholas, how about the mark of the beast? Is it already established? by birth certificate, social security number. Now, we've already established on this show uh, several times that you can't buy or you can't get a home. It's hard to get a driver's license. Uh, I don't know if you can even get a driver's license on the social security number. But anything, you know, major material things without a social security card. Uh, And as far as birth certificate goes, I mean, you need that for so many things these days, too. Um... And then York says, no man can buy or sell without it. It's universal. I think that a Catholic society, cashless society, and the enforcing of Sunday law are just more steps in that direction. But two points mentioned above are overseen by most, me including. Compared to John the Baptist, we all live in that system and have accepted their laws and marks even without knowing. And back then, when Christ was on the earth and John the Baptist was on, uh, Roman citizens uh, would walk around with a stone indicating that they were a Roman citizen. A literal stone. They had to paint a stone, and that was kind of like their uh, national ID card back then. Um I've learned, I, I'd like to know your opinion on this, and thanks for all your work you're doing. God bless. And his response, those are means to the end. Yes, you need a uh, birth certificate and Social Security for most transactions, but I know for a fact some people don't have either and do just fine. Well, I imagine... Uh, well, I mean, I guess that they do just fine, you know. I know folks do that are doing it, but for most of us, we're not in that position. So it's sort of leading to a direction where we'll all be burdened by it at some point. Plus, cash is available, which prevents the birth certificate and Social Security from being an issue. Well, it is an issue, but uh, maybe it doesn't, you know, satisfy complete, but certainly is an issue. But when all cash is digitalized or digitized, then they can enforce the mark. Truth is, we can't jump ahead in prophecy on any level. All avenues of fulfillment must be realized before declaring it fulfilled. Uh, That being said, I see no enforcement of the mark, 
which is the Vatican Sunday Sabbath being realized at this time. However, I do see all the stepping stones that lead to fulfillment quite clearly. Because we talked about that lately, I want to know his his point of view, whatever. Oh, yeah. He's talking about the show we had a while back. Well, now we're talking about the mark of the beast, the mark of the beast in prophecy. Well, certainly it's looking that way that the Social Security card and all the other forms of temporal control, if you will, by the government don't satisfy the the definition, at least in, in Scripture, what it is. Um, that doesn't mean that we are we are not carrying a mark of the beast, this beast system. But we but it certainly is clear at this point from the study that it is not the mark of the beast. I don't know if that makes that that makes sense. There are plenty of marks of the beast, but there's going to be only one the mark of the beast, if that makes sense. And um, because, as we read in chapter 14 of Revelations, it's talking about worship. And this is about religious matters, whether one is religious or not. An interesting thing, too, is, but you know, once again, it was brought up, I think, in this show, uh, this series, or this, about there's no neutral. As much as, no, 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 I think that was with the AA uh, series we're doing, the Alcoholics Anonymous series. But it's true, there is no neutral. As much as one wants to believe they're neutral, they don't care about religion, they don't care about any of these things, they don't, you know, they're not going to have anything to do with it. Uh, you know, if you are indifferent, you're already taking a side. And um, we like to fool ourselves and con ourselves and think that, you know, if we just, you know, put our heads in the sand or not be a, take part of what's going on in this world, whether it's politically, religiously, that somehow we can't be held accountable. Um, but the truth of the matter is, there is no real neutral. And... Um, it's a brutal reality. Of course, when they're saying that, then if you look at a corrupt political system, well, all political systems at this point, all governments are corrupt. So, you know, what does a man do? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it, it is a dilemma to know, which I know now, about how the Hegelian dialectic is being applied to in the politics, the political arena in this country, and many other arenas as well. But... Um, To know that, you know, it's a big setup. I'm not saying that. Does that mean that a man should just be, just abfuscate uh, all his civic responsibilities? I'm sure that's what they want. Um, but I don't think we're supposed to do that either. No. Yeah, that's presidential election rigged. Uh, it's most major elections rigged, whether, you know, Senate or Congress. I mean, maybe governor. I mean, sure, you're governor. Um, but we still have the potential of making a difference locally and at least having our voice heard. Um, but I would not, at the same token, 
treat it as a religion and to or to do, devote all one's energy in the hopes and the ways of men solve the dilemma and the problems of this world which are spiritual and which are prophetic and uh, will carry out their course regardless so it's a dilemma but it's one of those things we still like for instance you know hey say of birth control and abortion just explaining to people that contraceptions the pill the morning the morning after pill and all that is really it's killing the baby it's not about preventing a baby from ever uh, being conceived it's simply just it's it's killing the baby within the womb so and that abortion and all that it's, you know there are I don't know it's one of those things it's problem when you live in a Roman Catholics culture that this is what happens you end up having a lot of death and people say what are you saying is Roman Catholic culture well, of course it is the Pope is coming to address the Congress and Senate uh, yeah, that's Roman Catholic culture. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't make me happy to say that. I don't get any joy out of saying that. But at least somebody's somebody has to be honest about things, and not just be opinionated about it, but just be honest about things. So, okay, now we know. Okay, the mark. Uh, no, the mark of the beast is. Okay, do, 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 do. okay, we were talking about that. Why, uh, okay, so we just got done reading about the initial ID card and that you, um, it's, uh, yeah, this national ID card will have all this information, you know, your driver's license, birth date, uh, criminal record, health history, etc. And the sell this idea, the sales pitch would be about convenience. Well, of course, it's always going to be about convenience for them. The amount of convenience that you I were experienced from this is really minimal. And and um, you know we managed to function quite fine for all these many years without a, a national ID card and like there's now we need one now oh on the fight terror and unfortunately it's going to be folks like us who are willing to speak the truth and and uh, yeah, our pro Bible the King James Bible and pro Jesus Christ and it's <laughs> speaking out speaking the truth as best as a man can uh, and many times even uh, challenging the government and what they're doing you know we will be the ones who are going to be considered terrorists and uh, that's just the unfortunate reality and it is uh, a repeated history of the Roman Empire and um, they like to try to tell us to follow the Roman Empire. No, this is what Rome has always done to its subjects. And uh, but we have to understand too that the you know it gets its authority and power from the dragon. So it's satanic at the core to begin with. 
And so in order to satisfy the demons and the devil himself, they need to do a lot of this bloodletting and all this uh, oppression. And and it has nothing about civil order and about protecting the populace. It is about oppressing us, weeding out God's people, uh, using them as a, in their deluded mind, as a blood sacrifice. And uh, not even just the, the God's people, but uh, people in general. And um, it's, we could talk about that sometime, too. How wars basically are blood sacrifices, are satanic rituals. And if you pay attention to them, you really study them, you see the irrational behavior that goes on and uh, the leadership in these wars. And... <laughs> The decisions you may, they make, you, you only can come to one conclusion that they're deliberately killing these people for a reason. <laughs> um, there's an awful, and it's not just inc- incompetence. Okay, one day you will walk into a local market to buy groceries, step into a doctor's office for a checkup, or attempt to use your ID card to pay a a bill online. The Rome mandate will have been passed, and all people around the world will be asked the question, do you keep Sunday holy as mandated by Rome? If you agree, which entails receiving the mark of the forehead, you will be allowed to make your uh, purchase without delay. If you disagree, the clerk will immediately check the box no on the screen and instantly crossing the globe you will be able you will be broadcast as a trouble troubler trouble seeking uh, okay a troubler seeking to defy the law of the land in today's world, if the government wants to freeze your bank account and credit cards, it can take up to 72 hours to shut you down. With the global ID card, it will take uh, it will be done instantly from any location worldwide. Plus, the moment you are placed in the system as a person rejected. Rejecting the Roman mandate, computers and all the police cars within your present area will ring ring out a tone to alert them where you are standing at the exact moment. <laughs> it's true. And you are now considered an enemy of the state and worthy of immediate imprisonment. If they do imprison you, they will proceed to convince you that it's the wise thing to do, and you will use your friends, relatives, and fellow church members to try. Uh, they will use their your friends, relatives, and fellow church members to try and convince you as well. Uh, what a nightmare it sounds! How? Will they be able to do all that? All your personal information was in that card. They know all they need to know to work their magic upon you. Without Christ, 
you will be a sitting duck. It's, it is then you will be under, you will understand clearly the words found in Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 37. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I have not. I have came not to send peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man at variance against his father, and a daughter, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a uh, man's foes shall be they of his own household. And they that loveth father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. We have the technology now to allow the powers that be to do such a thing with the ease unimaginable. But before they can hope to get it into to be enforced on a global basis, they need to generate a majority of agreement among all nations. That way, when they decide to drop the other shoe, they have been building up to a and an act enforcement, the other nations will be forced to comply out of sheer numbers against them. Is there a push in the global media to get the nations to go along with such laws? I got a little cartoon here. It looks like it's the Georgie Bush junior there. Here's uh, one of my conservative base is really going to like a constitutional amendment requiring folks to attend church on Sunday. (laughs) And then it's got a whole list of headlines um, from uh, major media outlets. Headlines like Sabbath Sunday Bill Survey Show Support France enforces Sunday rest. Uh, Sabbath breaking caused tsunami. Uh, court rules for libertarian librarian fired over Sunday work. Uh, Sundays should be sacred, not work time. Um, on importance of Sunday mass. It is a bit of a drag, too. I noticed this year I, the response I'm getting from people because I want to keep the Sabbath and everyone. And lot, you know, most people are just like, what? You're nuts. It's Sunday. so. But that's because very few people have independently studied the Bible on their own to figure out the truth, so. Uh, Pope recalls martyrs who died for Sunday Mass, honoring the Sunday Sabbath, keeping Sunday holy. These are all different uh, headline articles. Father Cantella Mesa's call for a 
rediscovery of Sunday. Pope calls for a rediscovery of meaning of Sunday, a Sunday Sabbath stand. Pope reminds Australians of Sunday obligation. Croatian Catholic leaders seek ban on Sunday shopping opening. Uh, Sunday dilemma in U.S. sport versus church. Yeah, I wonder how much longer that will be. Uh, you'll have uh, Super Bowls on Sunday. Uh, I wonder if part of this whole satanic agenda that they're doing with the halftime and how they're corrupting it and all that is part of uh, the game they have, you know, the two... Say, look, you know, folks, you know, we need to get back to honoring Sunday and you got to stop having, you know, watching football games on Sunday. Look what it's doing to the youth. They're all a bunch of Satanists now, which, of course, they were beforehand anyways, but it's just uh, they're using it now as a tool and uh, right in front of our face. And obviously there's a motive behind that. The reason why they're doing it is not just to corrupt the nation itself, but obviously has other, there's obviously more than that motive um, and I'm sure a big part of it is the psychops mind game thing where, look, we got to go back to the basics, right? Well, not the real basics, just the basics according to Rome and his daughter churches. Uh, keeping Sunday for prayer helps witnesses to resurrection, Pope says. It's a headline. Uh, headline, some would like to see most Sunday working and shopping outlawed. Uh, Sunday Sabbath sales, cash strap states, uh, tap taxes for Sunday liquor buyers. Sunday is Sabbath, Italian political dispute over Sunday Sabbath. Rest easy, Sunday has not been abolished. Sunday work issue hits Meyer Meyer's second time um, or major. That's major. That's what that is, isn't it? That's uh, uh, UK major, right? Uh, Sundays are losing their meaning. Warns Cardinal. Uh, first Sunday Sabbath flight arrives on Scotland's. And staunchly religious Isle of Lewis. <laughs> uh, next headline: Sunday hunting stirs debate. Next one is uh, Sunday day off bill advances. The next uh, headline: A new effort to defend legislate the Sabbath. The next headline: Blue laws won't fade away. Next headline: Lawsuit alleges. Free parking on Sunday is illegal. <laughs> and uh, the next headline, uh, the good word spreads about World Sunday Sabbath. The next one, from Sunday to Sabbath. The next one, Saturday, Holy Sunday. The next one, Mormon leaders encourage boycott on Sunday shopping. Next one, priests push Universal Religious Day, uh, the next headline, World Sabbath Considered, the next one, uh, Saturday, excuse me, Sunday, a day 
of rest from school activities. And, and it's, you know, we grew up this way. It's always been this way, hasn't it? The next headline, Billboard Pushing, Worship Sundays. You know, it's really, you know, it's not much fun to be in the position I'm in. There are others like me. Um, but I guess, as we read earlier, that was never going to be the case anyway. So, uh, Next headline, Restore Sunday as a Day of Rest. Reader urges, uh, next headline, majority support Sunday as a day of rest. Next one, never on Sunday. Next headline, Pope launches crusade on s- to save Sunday. The next one, stop shopping on Sunday. And you know, most of the world, in fact, myself, you know, even uh, a year and a half ago, none of this would have been a big deal to me at all. And like, well, yeah, you know, it's just how it is. It's how it's where our society is. But now I ask myself the question: Why is our society this way? And um, people say, well, we're a Christian-based society, and that is a lie if there ever was one, <laughs> because we're <laughs> it doesn't gel, does it? I mean, just because we say we are, doesn't mean that we are. Uh, the next one: Pope urges flock to keep Sunday sacred. The next one. Pope says the stage calls for Sunday law. I'll be getting the point here. The point is is that, you know, there should be separation of church and state, and there should be no blue laws. There should be no enforcement of keeping the... uh, uh, There should be nobody forcing you to keep Saturday or Sunday. You should be. You should have a right if it was Saturday, Sunday, or if you're a Muslim, a Friday, or whatever. You should have a right to to worship the day you want to. And of course, for me, a, a Saturday, it's a day of rest. It has nothing to do with going to church in the first place. It is a day of uh, uh, resting in the Lord, enjoying the Lord, enjoying all that He has given me, and not to be burdened with going to church. And those who say that going to church is not burdensome to you, well, it is to me. And, uh, I don't want to do it. And uh, and just because I keep with the keep the, the Sabbath doesn't mean I want to become a Seventh-day Adventist. They're, to me, they're no different than the Roman Catholics. So, or any other religions. Man-made religions are just trying to enslave as many people as they can. They'll say otherwise, but it's not the case. Religion never freed man, just as governments don't free people. Uh, Work permits on Sunday is another article. Uh, Another headline, uh, churches, families, work to reclaim Sundays. Another article or headline, Pope calls for Sunday attendance. Another headline, church leaders urge ban on Sunday morning youth sports. Yeah, well, they're pretty much non-existent in this country, at least in my neck of the woods it is. The next one, uh, law to keep Sunday Sabbath holy. The next headline, families 
clergy seek to make Sunday best again. The next one, closed on Sundays. The next headline, Sunday, closing laws. The next one, American 24-hour society needs a Sabbath rest. The next one, Eucharistic Congress. We can't live without the Lord's Day. And the next one, the Catholic Church seeks laws to keep Sunday. And I can just imagine what is going to happen in September this year. The Pope is calling for global Sunday observance from the Brook, uh, and that is uh, July through September 1998, volume 4, number 3. If the prophecy is false about Sunday being the mark of the beast, why are they doing exactly as prophecy said they would? And I think that would be probably a good place to stop. And uh, uh, we'll pick up next time. I mean, you know, Nicholas is his homework. He's done his homework. Most people haven't done their homework. And whether you agree with him or not, you've got to respect one thing. This man's done his homework. And uh, it's worthy of listening to him. So, Anyways, I mean, thinking about ending it. Yeah, must be nobody's there, which is cool. So anyways, everyone take care. God bless. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Get a nice show with Wake Us from Wake Us from Slumber. So it should be fun. So nine o'clock PM Eastern.